The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Here on Sports Grid, Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. The Masters is underway here in 2021. About half the groups are already on the course. Lots of under pars. We'll get to that in just a second. We'll also update the leaderboard for you as well. Hopefully you are able to enjoy the Masters as we will, covering it for you for the next two hours. Also live baseball action we'll have starting at about 40 minutes from now. But Davis, good to be with you. I know that you must be enjoying it. I, I caught some of the action this morning. It is great to see these guys back at Augusta, uh, watching Kim play, certainly. Uh, Heinrich Stenson, totally forgot about him. Didn't realize that his exemption is up after this year. I know he's had a hard time. But all the names that I used to love watching over the years, and I, I really wasn't into it all that much last year, but if we do fantasy a reality, Craig will watch 15 minutes of the 2021 Masters. The answer would be over, because I've already hit it. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's been great. I also have kind of forgotten about Hendrick Stenson. We're we're off to a good start this morning. Hideki Matsuyama just made an eagle about six seconds before we came on air, so he is now up there, tied for first. Uh, the course looks great. Uh, cool to see, you know, some patrons there. It does it does add a little bit extra element. But they have smoked these greens. I mean, the ball is rolling. I, I know the Masters are supposed to play tough, and I know the right. greens are supposed to be fast and firm, but, man, I just am imagining trying to putt around on on these greens right now, and it looks miserable, man. I mean, I, I think that we are going to see a much lower winning score this year than we have seen in years past. I think it's going to be in that 12, 13, 14 range. I think it's going to be very hard for someone to get to minus 18 or minus 19 if the Greens play this fast all four days. So so Matsuyama is what, three under par or two? I believe he is three under par. I haven't refreshed. Yeah, I haven't, he is three under. I haven't refreshed the leaderboard in, in you know, 45 seconds. But uh, I will be giving as many updates as possible. I have the broadcast okay. on here in the office. So I'll, I'll keep you updated. All right. Masters.com, too. Can't believe they're showing it live there as well. Caught some of it today. All right. Uh, here are headlines as we start the show here on this great Thursday where golf is back and uh, Phillies are back, too. How about them? Five and one to start the season. And, and have looked like arguably the best team in baseball at the start of the year. Bullpen's been good. Hitting has been great. This is kind of the team that we expected last year, and they're off to a really good start. We'll see how long it continues. The White Sox placed Tim Anderson on the injured list. He had already missed a few days, so this isn't a huge surprise. Mets and Nationals going to make up a couple of dates, two doubleheaders coming up, and the Masters, of course, underway. Carolina Panthers signed quarterback A.J. Boye 
to a contract. And let's take a look here at the leaderboard. We obviously understand that some of this has changed a little bit, but as we go, Davis with Matsuyama at the top, let's go through who, who else has had a good start to their day. Yeah, Siwoo Kim has looked really good. Corey Connors is completely dialed in. He's uh, a guy that I've played in a bunch of my DFS lives. Now he's very popular. You know, he is going to be about 17, 18, 19 percent owned, but he has looked really well. And then just your annual Augusta tradition. I have never had a year of following the Masters where some European guy or South African guy with an eight syllable last name it's always at the top of the leaderboard, right? So sometimes we have Charles Schwartzel. Sometimes we have Louis Oistazen. This year it's Christian Bezenhuit. You know, just we always have these uh, these Euro Tour and these South African guys show up on the leaderboard on day one. Um, and we we have our guy this year. And then John Rahm also playing well to start the day. Dustin Johnson not playing near as well. Uh, he actually just airmailed a green. He's one over par right now so uh the 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 title defense has not started off fantastic for dustin johnson so far yeah i think you're right it always feels like there is someone from south africa uh in, involved I, I know that a lot of them probably i'm guessing grew up watching gary player who is you know arguably one of the greatest of all time i think he was involved in some way uh starting off the first tee today uh ernie ells of course uh you know from there as well so you know, certainly, it'll be a fun tournament to watch, no doubt. We'll keep an eye on it, and any updates to the leaderboard we'll give you as well. Uh, Davis, you buy the Philly start here, 5-1, and one, great pitching, timely hitting, bullpen seems to be better. Is You think their win total, you think they fly over this thing, or some regression coming for them? No, I, I don't believe, uh, because the Nationals seem better than we thought in terms of hitting, right? They, they've gotten some, uh, early on, they've gotten some better hitting results. But then I also think the Braves are going to go on a tear. You know, I think we'll see the Braves win 17 of 25 or something like that, you know, lose four games over the course of a month. So I, I don't believe. And then also the Mets have kind of had a tougher time than expected. They've J.D. Davis just broke his hand. You know, the, the, the bullpen losing games for Jacob deGrom. I expect the Mets are going to play a little bit better. I also expect the Mets, by the way, to replace these guys who are getting injured. You know, Cohen is not coming in year one and just hanging out. I think he is going to be pretty aggressive early on in terms of adding bullpen arms and adding bench bats. Yep, Mets and Marlins set to throw out the first pitch in about an hour from now. More day baseball to go along with the Masters. Very unlikely I'm leaving my house today. I think this would be a great day, even though it's beautiful out here in South Florida, to just stay home and catch all the action. I think that's on my schedule. What's on our schedule coming up? We bring back our NBA fantasy standouts from Wednesday night. We'll go through them all, including another monster game from Donovan Mitchell. Is Mitchell heating up now? Is it now time to start getting him back in your lineups? We will find out. Also, our fantasy standouts in Major League Baseball, including a couple of members of the Philadelphia Phillies and a couple of really stellar starting pitching performances. One was just a huge surprise for the Texas Rangers yesterday. Talk to me about how anyone had Kyle Gibson in their DFS lineup yesterday. Uh, plenty more to come here on the show. We'll also hear from Dylan Carlson, rookie on the St. Louis Cardinals, as we roll on here on this Thursday, Masters Day on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back. Happy Masters Day. That's what we got covered for you here on Sports Grid on Fantasy Sports today. Go over to FanDuel. You can still bet everything live, including the tournament. As we go along, we'll update you on who was doing what on the course. Of course, last night we had fantasy standouts in the NBA. Davis Maddock along with Craig Mish and our producer Brett Levy as we go through these here on the show today. Then we'll get back to the Masters in just a minute. All right, let's take a look at the uh, NBA fantasy standouts, Davis, from last night. as. as, as John Wall, another monster game for him, 31 points, three rebounds, seven assists, four steals, and one block. Donovan Mitchell for Utah blew up with 41, eight rebounds, three assists. Devin Booker for Phoenix, 35 points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal. Carl Anthony Towns was the big winner on FanDuel last night for Minnesota, 32 points, 12 rebounds, six assists, and one block. And Davis Grayson Allen, for the first time all year, makes an appearance on our NBA fantasy standouts today. Yeah, so the really interesting name here, I guess, is just Donovan Mitchell because I mean, let's just let's just call let's just call it what it is. People don't think Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. People have been trying to short the Utah Jazz all season long. No one believes it. Everyone still thinks the Lakers are coming out of the Western Conference. You're still getting shorter odds for the Lakers and for the Clippers. The market even believes more in the Phoenix Suns than they do in the Utah Jazz. And, you know, I've been pretty consistent as long as uh, you and I have been on this show. Like, I I believe it. I think Donovan Mitchell is this good. I think Mike Conley is this good. I've always believed that Rudy Gobert is the best defensive player in the NBA. Bogdan Bogdanovich or uh, Bojan Bogdanovich adds an element that their past teams didn't have. If people remember, he was not in the bubble with them last year. Royce O'Neal was playing all of those minutes, and uh, Georges Yang was playing all of those wing minutes. So I, I think they're really good, and I think that the Utah Jazz winning the NBA championship is firmly in the range of outcomes, and no one believes it. None, no one believes the Utah Jazz can win the NBA championship. Well, you do. That's the important thing. Let's move over to the MLB fantasy standouts from last night. Chris Owings, three more hits, two RBIs, and one run as he has just resurrected his career in Coors. That's some players have done. 
Christian Vasquez is having a nice start to his season behind the plate. Two hits, a home run, three RBIs, two runs. And then we get to the Phillies. Hoskins, Baum, Real Muto all went crazy yesterday. Home run from Baum, three RBIs, a run, and also a steal. And then JT Real Muto with the opposite field shot, home run, three RBIs, and two runs. But the pitching performances, one was really surprising in uh, Kyle Gibson Davis yesterday. Six innings pitched, eight strikeouts, one walk, no one runs, and a win. Did not see that coming. And then Jack Flaherty had six innings pitched, one hit, no earned runs, six strikeouts, and a win here in South Florida. But Gibson was just a huge winner on DFS yesterday. I mean, Davis, if you put this guy in your lineup, I cannot imagine he was heavily owned. No, he he was not popular at all. In fact, people were using Toronto Blue Jay bats against him. I was one of those, you know, just being a, a big, you know, I'm just I'm just committed to uh, to the Blue Jays cause this season. Here's a stat for you. CJ Crone, Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story. One home run this season. All mm-hmm. games played at Coors. They, they've all been at home, so you know, no, no traveling, no excuses there. One home run between those three guys. They're batting below 250 collectively. Uh, so, you know, Ryan McMahon and Chris Owings are taking all the hits and the home runs away from those guys, apparently. Also a late inning grand slam yesterday for rookie Dylan Carlson of the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, he's, had, you know, he's hit a home run to start. That was his second one, but he's been relatively quiet and was quiet all the way up until he hit a huge grand slam in Miami yesterday and talked about that process of getting to the point. A lot of guys come up to me throughout the game, just, you know, pat me on the back, tell me to keep my head up. There's still some game left. You know, uh, Yachty the other day came up to me, uh, Goldie, Goldie the other day slowed me down before I went out to take defense. Just, you know, told me focus one pitch at a time and, you know, just just go out there and compete. You know, he go, told me I'd, you know, been doing this a long time, know what I'm doing and, uh, you know, just go play the game at this point. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool when you have guys like that behind you and just, you know, pushing you and, you know, pulling for you. Carlson yesterday clearly had a great opportunity there, Davis. The Marlins brought in a uh, Rule 5 pitcher, walked three guys, and then Carlson hit the grand slam. Uh, but but look, I, I think that any time a player does this and you have him in fantasy, it doesn't matter the situation. It's something to build on for sure. And Carlson last year, if you remember, came up to so much fanfare. Everyone thought this guy was going to hit immediately, and he did not. And so I think that this is just a huge sign for him. We'll see if he can build on it when the Cardinals return home today. Yeah, well, I really hope he does. He is a guy who I have invested in, in fantasy and in cards. I mean, you know, a toolsy switch hitting outfielder, a good lineup. Right now they're batting him lower down in the order. You know, he's been sixth or seventh or so. But I think, you know, over the course of the season, what is going to end up happening is he and Matt Carpenter are going to end up switching. So Carpenter is going to go way down and Carlson I, I actually think it might behoove them to put Carlson four and DeYoung five just uh, to create some spacing there in between. Um, you, you, you create the, the spacing between Goldschmidt, Arenado, you, you force so that you can't bring in a right-handed starting pitcher, right? Because if it, if it comes, you know, seventh, eighth inning, you bring in a right-handed starting pitcher to face Goldschmidt. Arenado, DeYoung, and you don't you don't have to mess with that. But the, you know Carlson gives them that platoon advantage. But I I, I think that uh, I think there should be big things coming from him. You know I and this is just a great lesson for all of us to learn. 
Baseball is very hard. Prospects are going to struggle. I mean, you know, not everyone is Bryce Harper. Not everyone is Mike Trout. Not everyone can hit in major leagues when they're 21 years old. I mean, Alex Gordon, right? Alex Gordon was a terrible everyday player for a long time and is probably going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, Gold, gold Glover, uh, great hitter at multiple positions, great defender at multiple positions. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot to learn from the Alex Gordon parable, I think. Alex Gordon is a, what did you say, Hall of Famer? Yeah, 15 years. What I mean, well, maybe maybe not. Let me let me go look at his uh, baseball ref probabilities. <laughs> I, every, everything you said up until that point was gold. But yeah, no, Alex Gordon is not a Hall of Famer. Good career, though. I don't know. I don't know. He might. He might get... Well, so I'm used to thinking of things in the terms of the Basketball Hall of Fame, and the Basketball Hall of Fame is the Hall of Very Good. They, they pretty much... If you were good yeah. in the NBA, you pretty much get in. Yeah. Uh, Gordon won a World Series... And is one, and will have his number retired by the Royals. But I, I don't, I don't see him as as a Hall of Famer. Did he end up with two thousand hits? I mean, I know he didn't get three thousand, but did he end up with two thousand hits over his career. Um, he did not. No, he didn't. Yeah, he's not making the Hall of Fame. I, I that was uh, that was my Royals bias showing through. Yeah, a little bit there. That and Greg Holland. That's not working out either. By the way. Um, uh, one other thing, you know, the other name that you mentioned there that is interesting, and I know you mentioned him in the lineup, but I got to tell you, just from seeing last year and this year too, uh, shocking for me to see the drop-off from Matt Carpenter. Remember how good he was a couple of years ago? He was, he was so good. Softball, and he was going to win the MVP and all that. And I mean, he I mean, I, he made some hard contact over the last few days, but he not only is he not an everyday player, I, I don't know that he's going to be on the team all year, Davis. I, I'm shocked to that. That's just a massive drop off from from a player, and and I guess bad back will do that to you. I know he's had to sit out some time with that, but that's stunning. It was stunning to me. I think he went 0 for 20 in the spring. I don't think he has a hit this year either. Well, he's been brutal. Now the Cardinals. They are one of the worst teams in baseball about this. They never give up on their guys. I mean, they're right. going to throw Wayne right out there until he's 47 years old and he, he retires. They'll, they'll keep Yachty on the team until he retires. I, now, I think they should move Carpenter down the order, but they are this, that is one of their organizational faults is they never give up on guys once they are past their prime. Yeah, no, he's not playing every day anymore. So, um, well, he'll play against some righties, but not much against lefties. I, it's just stunning to me. I mean, very rarely you would go a guy the two years ago MVP to now, as you said, the Cardinals are playing him on ceremony, not on not on talent. That's for sure. All right, talent is on the board today at pitching, no doubt. A couple of studs on the mound. We will get to that next when we tell you who you should be playing in today's baseball DFS lineups. We also have major league lineups around the league in about five games. Updates on the Masters as well here on this Thursday on Fantasy Sports Today. So stay on the grid. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Today we got games starting in about 15 minutes, and we need to get you over on FanDuel to set your lineups today. By the way, DailyRoto.com has it all optimized for you if you want to go over there and subscribe to Davis's work. Help you make money on FanDuel playing DFS today. Let's run through some pitching options, Davis. Why not? Let's take a look here. Uh, Jose Barrios for the Minnesota Twins is 9,600. Corbin Burns is my big circle name here today, 9,400. Jake Arrieta of the Chicago Cubs, surprisingly, with a really good first start for Jake at 8,500. And then uh, future Hall of Famer. No, I'm just kidding. Taiwan Walker, 7,700 for the New York Mets in the first game of the season. Davis as the Marlins haven't hit at all. So I really like every option here that you've laid out, especially Corbin Burns. This may be the one player that I am going to ride until he gets his salary to 10500 or 11000 He pitched so well last time out, almost threw a no-hitter, and to me, one of the more underrated pitchers in the game. Well, I have good news for you. If you want to use Corbin Burns on FanDuel today, you're going to get a big ownership discount on him because the weather here in St. Louis, uh, looking out my window, it's pretty grimy out there. I would say probably about a 40-60 chance of them getting in nine innings today. Mm. So what's going to happen on FanDuel today? Everybody and their dog is playing Jose Brios. Brios is going to be 50% owned or more on FanDuel contests today. I mean, he's the clear best option of the slate. We have weather concerns for Lance Lynn as well. Um, Arietta is, I think, a super interesting pivot option because Craig, as you mentioned, he did have that great first game. Who is it against? The Pittsburgh Pirates. They're terrible. They are uh, the worst offense in baseball, and I think a lot of starting pitchers are going to have great games against them. And then Taiwan Walker against the Miami Marlins. The Marlins, they just can't hit right now, um, and they are definitely worse against right-handed starting pitching than left-handed starting pitching. They have only two lefties in their lineup today. Not great, so I, uh, I like that as a cheaper option. All right, let's move over to catcher and first base. C.J. Crone, as Davis mentioned, uh, off to a rough start. I'll need him in my leagues, that's for sure. 3,900 today. Christian Walker's batting third in the Diamondbacks lineup. That's how bad things have gotten. 3,400 for them. Carlos Santana today is priced at 3,100. And also Josh Went is batting fifth today in that Rockies lineup. So he is back in there. And uh, anytime you get someone at Coors, Always a good opportunity, by the way. Mr. Three Home Runs, Ryan McMahon in the lineup today, batting fifth for the Rockies. Let's go through first base, Davis. Yeah, so we have here Crone, Walker, and Fuentes, who I think are all going to be fairly popular options. Carlos Santana, just a cheaper option 
on FanDuel. Um, you not not like the best matchup in the world against Lance Lynn, but should project to be, you know, sub five percent owned ish. And, you know, I think I look at other options in this slate. You know, uh, I and I'm not really that enamored with anyone. I guess the the one guy here who I did not list who is interesting is Pete Alonso, but I just don't know anything about this Nidert guy who is pitching for the Miami Marlins. You might be able to update me a little bit more on that, but uh, Alonso at you know sub 10 percent ownership is always good. Yeah, Nidert's going to throw 91, 92, maybe some 93. Pitched really well in the spring. Did not look great last year you know, when he came up for Miami. And I think will be a heavy bullpen day if he's in trouble. I think they have some guys prepared behind him uh, just in case that ends up happening. Look, it's an emotional day. Also, Marlon's coming off uh, you know, midnight, 1 a.m., getting into New York. So who knows how that will work out. All right, second base, Cattell Marte is going to be out for a while. So let's just scratch him off our list today. He's not playing 4,500. Also a pretty good lesson after one day of the baseball season to do a victory lap around a player you drafted. In all likelihood, you'll lose that player within seven days. May not want to do that. Uh, Tommy Edmond, 3,000 for the St. Louis Cardinals. Kike Hernandez, 2,800 for the Red Sox. He's off to a good start. And also Jorge Polanco at 2,500. So Edmond, the top guy for you today? Yeah, Edmond has been very solid this year. And just is such, uh, like, Edmond is just so good for what, uh, the Cardinals need. I know it's against your guy, Corbin Burns, but a switch hitter who leads off at the price of an average roster spot. I mean, that's just pretty much always going to be a good deal. But Kike Hernandez, great matchup today. I know Harvey looked good in his first start, but let's just uh, let's just say I'm not buying it. Let's just say conservatively, I am not buying it. And I actually think the Boston Red Sox are probably my favorite stack today. So much of the ownership obviously is going to head towards that Coors game with Arizona and Colorado, especially because we're getting some cheaper options in that Arizona lineup today due to the Kettle Marte injury. So I, I really, really like the Red Sox. And then Jorge Polanco leading off against Marco Gonzalez, just a, a good cheap guy to uh, kind of fill through our lineups here today. All right, over at third base, we'll go to Ryan McMahon back in the lineup today for the Rockies. Eduardo Escobar is priced at 3100 Devers low price at 2700 And then a Pittsburgh Pirate makes the list here. 2400 for Phillip Evans. He's batting fifth today, and uh, he pitched in yesterday's game for the Pirates. So I don't think you get points for that on FanDuel, but he did throw an inning. There you go. Yeah, don't get points for that. Just tossing Evans in there as a guy with a good lineup spot. Um, you know, we we do need a couple cheap guys to fill our lineups in so we can get in all these expensive cores bats. McMahon, the class here, batting fifth now. Uh, I, I do expect, however, Devers to be the most popular selection at third base today. You know, getting that uh, platoon lineup, great lineup spot. A lot of people just like Devers in general against Matt Harvey. I think he will be the most owned third baseman on FanDuel today, which to me makes Ryan McMahon Probably the most attractive Coors bat because I don't think the ownership will get too uh, insane on him. All right, over at shortstop, we have Trevor Story overdue for sure at 4,100. Bogarts is out today, and Marwin Gonzalez is playing short. Jazz Chisholm of the Marlins at 2,700. And then Kevin Newman, who seems to be pretty sneaky, leading off every day for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Davis. Yeah, Newman, uh, very similar example to uh, what, what we just talked about with Evans. I mean, all, the Pirates are just always going to be cheap, but Newman is, you know, a pretty good skill set guy up at the top of that order. Arietta, I think, will do fine today, but it's not it's like this guy, this isn't Clayton Kershaw. You know, this isn't Trevor Bauer that we're worried about um, 
with Jake Arietta. However, story is super appealing. Xander not in the lineup today. A little bit of a bummer there. But Jazz Chisholm, I just I just continue to use him on FanDuel as like a stack filler. So obviously, you know, I'm not stacking the Marlins against the Mets. I, I like the Rockies today. I like the Diamondbacks. I like the Red Sox. But just throwing Jazz in there as a cheap guy. I know he's going to steal a little bit. I know he theoretically has some power. So I am uh, I'm pretty interested in using him as a stack filler. Okay, and then finally uh, at outfield, uh, Nelson Cruz. You can't go wrong with him. The guy has at least one home run every day. Forty two hundred. What Merrifield is forty one hundred. David Peralta's got a good lineup spot at thirty four hundred. Cedric Mullins has been great for Baltimore. That's been a surprise. And then Arizona's down to Paven Smith playing today at twenty nine hundred. Once upon a time, Paven Smith was thought to be one of their top prospects in their organization. I guess there's still time left for that, but he's in there today, Davis at twenty nine hundred. Yeah, so Paven Smith, I think, is today's candidate to be the most over-owned player relative to his projection. He's batting fifth today in cores against John Gray. But there are just so many great outfield selections, right? Cedric Mullins, one of them. We're going to have uh, some good outfield selections for the Boston Red Sox. We have uh, a couple good selections for um, Minnesota, right? Minnesota in this matchup against Marco Gonzalez. Uh, so I... I like Paven Smith, probably if I was playing cash games, you know, head-to-heads, 50-50s, but I would look to probably avoid him in large field tournaments. And I know we're going to talk about Cedric Mullins a little bit later in the show. Uh, excited to use him today. And then Nelson Cruz, I think he is probably the most interesting play of this slate because I don't think he will be used as a one-off in stacks very much. I think that he's most likely to be included in Minnesota twin stacks. So something I think you could look at doing is using cheap Arizona Diamondbacks, Taiwan Walker as your pitcher, and then Nelson Cruz as your big spend either at, at outfield or at util. I really like that strategy for uh, this all-day slate. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, when, when lineups are, are fascinating to me, I, I love to bring them to you in terms of DFS. Uh, I, I know that using a catcher is not always advised because there's better options at first base. But Davis, Wilson Contreras is leading off today for the Chicago Cubs against a left-handed pitcher in, uh, in Pittsburgh. And I got to tell you, that has me interested at the very least on his salary. Oh, yeah, I love him. And uh, just sitting here going through our stuff on dailyroto.com, that switch from his normal batting order spot of, you know, five, six, seven, wherever, uh, kind of depending on how they do it, he is now our highest projected catcher of the day because of that switch. And, you know, obviously the, um, you know, the, the platoon advantage is a big part of our projection as well, but, you know, he just is going to get an extra plate appearance basically in projection, moving from that spot down in the order up to the top. So anytime you can find a catcher with an unexpected good lineup spot, like even a guy who goes from nine to six or a guy who goes from eight to five, those are going to be a huge upgrade in how they project. Yeah, leading off is just not something I expected to hear with with Contreras, but he's been one of their best hitters, at least at the start of the season. We're going to have a preview of the Cubs and Pirates from a wagering perspective coming up next as the Pirates' home opener is today, also a home opener for the Baltimore Orioles. We know what happened the last time the Red Sox faced off with the Orioles just a few days ago. It did not go well. We'll have a preview of that game coming up as well. Uh, Also, latest at the Masters, and we'll give you an updated leaderboard. 
in addition to discussing a little bit about the upcoming 2021 NFL Draft. Props are now up, and we're less than a month away. And so this is after the Masters, it's prime time for Davis and the, the NFL Draft. So we'll make sure we cover that for you as well. First pitch uh, set to go off Marlins and Mets also here in 30 minutes. So a lot to cover here on the show and a little time to do it. So let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more fantasy discussion right here on Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid, also at SportsGrid Radio, and our YouTube page as well. We'll be back in just two minutes. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A lot of day baseball on this Thursday to get to, including games starting in about 30 minutes from now. So we'll have live action. It's like another edition of in-game live baseball from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. Updates for you guys throughout the show, as well as a Masters update coming up in just a few minutes. So stay with us here. But let's let's dive in a little bit to some of today's matchups in terms of wagering on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And Davis will start with the unfortunate Pittsburgh Pirates, who after opening day, have had nothing to smile about. They lost their best player, and I don't think that they've won since. Taking on the Chicago Cubs at home, and the Cubs are not a huge favorite today, which tells you anything could happen. Minus 136, you can get a little bit of juice on the money line here, betting $100 to win 116. Jake Arrieta uh, going against Tyler Anderson. I know who Anderson is, and he's not going more than five innings, and he's hoping to give up three earned runs, and and the Pirates basically are going to have to score more than that, clearly, to win this game today. Uh, you know, Arietta is an interesting case here, Davis, because if you go back and look at history, I feel like Arietta has no issue getting off to these good starts. But then as time has gone by, as he's gotten older back in Philadelphia, you, you wonder if he can maintain that over the course of the season. The answer has been he has not. He's gotten hurt. He's broken down. He's just not throwing as hard anymore. But there seems to be a little bit of revitalization, and he is going against arguably the worst team in baseball. But when I look at this line, I have a little danger here because it tells me if Arietta is so good, why are they only minus 130 today? So that's kind of the fear that I have going into this one. Yeah. 
I I thought this would be deeper. Like when I saw on our outline that we were doing this game, you know, I thought they'd probably be Chicago minus one fifty five, you know, Pittsburgh plus one forty, something like that. So I I actually like the Cubs here because basically of what you said, Jake Arrieta when he's healthy should mostly be fine. It's going to be you know kind of a cold, damp day up there in Chicago, up there in Wrigley. The wind is blowing in for that game. So I, I think Arietta should be able to go, you know, five, six clean innings against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Talked about him in our DFS segment a little bit earlier there. Uh, and, and you know, I just think this Pittsburgh Pirates lineup without Cabrian Hayes in it, I mean, where do you find the power? Where do you find the guys who can break the game wide really? open? You know, Brian Reynolds is their three hitter. I, I just think that the, I think, you know, one through eight, the Cubs, hitters are, are pretty much better universally. I don't, I don't, I mean, is there one guy in the Pirates lineup who would for sure make the Cubs lineup? Like, I, I, I don't think so. I, I think that if Good the question. Pirates roster was, yeah, I think if the Pirates roster was available, they would not use any, uh, it would not start for the Cubs. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't fight the other way uh, on that. Uh, it would be taking the Pirates today for me or doing nothing. I, I, I just simply can't trust what I saw first time out from Arietta. Um, you know, look, I mean, the Cubs tend to have power left-handed. Peterson has been hot. Rizzo, Hayward, maybe Anderson neutralizes that a little bit. I don't love it, but Pirates are at home. They did win the first game of the season. I'm 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 not in love with this game, but if but if I did, it would be taking plus money. That, it's just the line is telling me to take the Pirates. I, I feel like the Cubs should be bigger favorites, and because of that, that's the way that I usually go with it. I'll go the other way. Uh, okay, Red Sox and Orioles today. Matt Harvey's return is back again today. He is uh, getting a nice plus one thirty four here. So if you bet a hundred, you win one thirty four. You got to lay big money on Boston. Eduardo Rodriguez, good for him that he didn't have to spend a ton of time on the injured list, only one week. And and there is potential for Eduardo Rodriguez to be their best pitcher. But once again, I look at this and say, Davis Baltimore's at home. All they really need to do, they got these huge hitters in, in, with the Orioles. You know that. Like the, any of these dudes could hit two home runs in a game for them. And this park tends to play like that. So if anything for me, I'm going back to the dog here. And I'm going to go back to Baltimore in like a 7-6 type game. But Red, Rodriguez has a chance to be their best pitcher. I just... Is he going more than five innings in his first start? And and the Red Sox bullpen isn't exactly great. So a little bit on plus 134 for me. Yeah, I would probably bet the Orioles here because this is, this is two confounding things. One, betting on Matt Harvey. And then two, betting on the Boston Red Sox offense. Basically two things coming into the season. I was like, I don't want to do either one of those things. I don't want to be betting on the Red Sox offense to carry them in any games. Especially, by the way, Red Sox offense without Xander Bogarts. I mean, their their top right. four is pretty solid, but... Christian Arroyo, Franchi Cordero. I mean, you know, Franchi, whatever. We we always think that he has uh, upside in him that he is not really shown at the major league level. But uh, the the Orioles lineup is a little bit better than people think. Like uh, you know, Mountcastle, Franco, Severino. I mean, these guys in the middle of the order, they can they can hit. I I would side with you. Small lean here on the Orioles, but don't feel that this is uh, a big jam or anything like that. Maybe the over today could be a better bet. Both teams giving up some runs. All right, and finally, we go back to Coors Field, Arizona, Colorado. I'm just going to say it from the beginning. I got no feel for this whatsoever, none. Arizona's plus 110. Their lineup is not good. 
Rockies are not a good team either. They're minus 130. John Gray, we're just waiting for John Gray. Like, you know, at, at some point during the season, Davis, John Gray is going to make three starts in a row of seven inning, one run ball, and strike out 10. Like, that's going to happen. Uh, but I don't know when it is. And, and by the way, Arizona's lineup is pretty conducive to getting that started if he was going to do that today. And then Merrill, Carroll, Merrill Kelly's a ground ball guy. So maybe they have that going for them, Davis. He does not throw hard. But I haven't liked what I've seen from any team. So that tells me maybe just throw a little bit on the dog. But then again, Soria is out for Arizona. Davinsky has left the team. So their bullpen's a little bit of a wreck too. I'm just going to pass on this one. I don't have a good feel. No, I, I do have a good feel. I actually think this is a great spot to bet on the Rockies because John Gray, when he is on, he is their best pitcher. He John Gray's A games are better even than uh, Herman Marquez's A games. And this is the bottom half of the lineup for the Diamondbacks. Paven Smith, Eduardo Escobar, Stephen Vogt, Geraldo Perdomo. I mean, th- this that is a as triple A of a lineup as you were going to find this early in the season. And really, Tim LaCastro and Josh Van Meter are not guys that the Diamondbacks were anticipating starting this early, right? This this was supposed to be Kettle Marte. This was supposed to be Dalton Varsho. This was supposed to be Cole Calhoun. I mean, they are already down. Really, I mean, they're down two of their best four hitters. They have David Peralta and Christian Walker still left in the lineup. So I actually do feel pretty strongly that this is a good spot to bet Colorado. All right, so take the Rockies on the money line there. You make a compelling case. Look, Arizona's uh, just hasn't looked good at the start of the season. They've already removed Caleb Smith from their rotation, and that's with Madison Bumgarner not pitching well. Zach Allen has been hurt. Man, Arizona, how did, how did Arizona get to this spot? Now tell Marte out. This this. I kind of leaned on their over at the beginning of the season, thinking they were a little bit better than than most people thought. And that, that looks like a horrible decision on, on, the, on that because they, they look terrible at the start of the season for sure. All right, Davis, let's go back to the Masters here for a minute before we close out here. I know it's kind of hard because you're doing the show with me and, and watching at the same time. I get it. Uh, I'm seeing Kim at the top of the leaderboard here at three under in a three-way tie. Am I accurate with that? Yeah, it's Kim, Hideki, and the aforementioned uh, South African, Christian Bezenweet. Um, And then Webb Simpson is sitting there, minus two. He is in solo fourth place. Henrik Stenson, minus one. My good friend, my guy, Rory McIlroy, sitting here uh, right behind my shoulder. Not, not starting off super great for him. He is three over par right now. Uh, looks like uh, the first group now is getting to the birdie holes, 13 and 15. But uh, it's it's always a little bit more complex than it appears because you you can go for that eagle opportunity, but if you hit that water on thirteen, it's uh, it's going to be a tough time. And the greens are not getting any easier as that sun is coming up. They are baking out even more, and no one is able right now. Uh, I mean, really, I guess other than Matsuyama Kim uh, to to stick those balls in there for the birdie opportunities. Let me ask you how you played it this week over at Daily Roto, because I don't think that we ever, I don't think that I ever, other than the interviews that you did, really finalize that. So when I'm watching this weekend, I'm rooting for you. So what am I rooting for this weekend? So you're rooting for Bryson DeChambeau. You're rooting for Rory. Uh, those are the two expensive guys I went really heavy okay. on. Uh, then you're, you're rooting Dolphin. for Zant. Bryson is not teed off yet. He is, uh, I think he, I think he tees off about uh, one o'clock your time. Um, okay. And then we're rooting for Xander Shifley, 
Patrick Cantlay, and then one of the guys who I took uh, a big stand on as a value guy, already having a tough time, Joaquin Neiman, uh, the South American. He is, I think, three over par right now. Not particularly great. We want Corey Connors to do well. Uh, we'd like Dylan Fratelli, another South African, to make the cut. But mostly, we we would like Bryson or Xander or Cantlay or Rory to win the event. That would be the best. And how do you pronounce the guy from South Africa? Because he just birdied nine. So now it is a four-way tie uh, in the leaderboard. I mean, is it someone I'm going to have to watch this weekend? You might have to because he is a he is a pretty decent player. I'm giving it my my best effort. These names are are often best said with that clippy South African accent, you know. But I I gotcha. I've always gone with Bezenwheat. Now I I do not I do not know if that is even close to correct, but that is my best guess given uh, that South African pronunciation. Yeah, the the thing with the thing with the Masters, as you mentioned in particular. And, and yes, I do. I do understand what you're saying about a player from South Africa, but it all there always seems to be some massive underdog. Uh, what is it? Is it called? Is the U.S. Open moving day, or is or is Augusta moving day? I forget. But after Friday, after Friday, there always seems to be some massive dog going into the weekend, and then inevitably, what? What would you say? Eight times out of ten, they, they just fall apart under the pressure. It feels like that. But maybe he is the guy. I, I don't know. But I think that when we're talking about this tomorrow and then looking at it on Saturday morning, there'll be somebody in contention that's just like, a, what, a 50 to 1, 100 to 1, Bezin Height. What, what was he? Was he even on the board of Vandal? I have no idea. Yeah, he was. He was about 100 to 1. But, I mean, yeah, you what you are saying is 100% accurate. There is always... There's always some long shot. There's always some guy deep in the cut who does well. I remember actually Bryson, when he was an amateur, was tied for first at the end of Friday. Uh, Bernie Longer, the uh, the the German yeah. senior tour player who always shows mm -hmm. up, I think three years ago, he was tied for first at the end of Friday. I mean, just it, it every year this happens, and then every single year, what happens is they they on Saturday the pin placements are at the most difficult location. Right. Uh, the the pressure ramps up on a lot of these guys. You know, you go to bed on Friday knowing you made the cut, knowing you're you know first place, second place, third place at Augusta. And DJ, Tiger, Brooks, Rory, Justin Thomas. You know the the best of the best, the cream of the crop. It just pretty much always rises to the top. I mean, very very rarely at major championships do you see guys deeper down the odd sheets win. It just almost never happens. Yeah, and uh, and as of right now, um, Zalatoris uh, also um, through fourteen just birdied. So we have four players uh, on on the course right now who are three under par. Constant updates for you guys here on Sports Grid with the Masters today, no doubt. Tonight here in South Florida, it's the one that everyone is waiting for, but without the players that they thought would be playing because the Miami Heat is going to get their shot at a uh, at a revenge game tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers. The Heat's going to have everybody on the court, but the Lakers are not. Miami, a pretty significant favorite, taking on the Lakers. Davis is going to have his pick in that game, and also uh, the total. We'll take a look at that as well. And then Chris has the update coming up in hour number two, and we'll go through some buy or sell in fantasy, fantasy reality, sports grid 60. Don't forget on tomorrow's show, Jim Sanders will weigh in on the big NASCAR race. We have it all covered here in fantasy sports today. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Fantasy Sports today will have our leaderboard at the Masters coming up in less than five minutes. So stay with us. Davis will break it down. Tell you what he thinks as we move toward the middle of the day, day one at Augusta. Let's take a look at tonight's game in South Florida. I guess, Davis, this would be a game normally where it would be a complete sellout. Tickets would be going for a lot. Everyone would want to see the Lakers. Everyone would want to see LeBron, Anthony Davis, and company. Of course, there are limited tickets in South Florida, but even beyond that, is it worth even watching the game? The Heat are eight-point favorites tonight against L.A. The total is 204. Looks like a gimme game on FanDuel. I mean, how often are the Heat eight-point favorites, honestly, over anyone? But here we are going into Thursday night. Yeah, this this does look like a gimme game because not only are the Lakers now without LeBron James, without Anthony Davis, they also have Montrez Harrell and Taylor Horton Tucker suspended as a result of the altercation versus the Raptors the other night. Um, so, you know, we're going to get like 39 minutes of uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope. We're going to have Dennis Schroeder getting up like 31 shots probably in this game versus a Heat team that has Butler. They have Goran Dragic. They have Tyler Hierro. I mean, everyone's it's, it's going to be it's going to be ugly. And you wish it would. You wish it wouldn't. But it's going to be ugly. All right. So you're laying the eight, correct? Laying the eight. Yes, sir. A lot of chalk there today. Okay. Uh, Heat minus eight tonight, total 204. We'll break it down for you on tomorrow's show. All right. Masters is underway. It looks like we have four players right now near the top of the leaderboard with a couple getting ready to wrap up. Mostly everybody is now officially on the course at Augusta or getting close to it. So we'll have that update with Chris. Then we'll look at the leaderboard. And also, we'll start breaking down uh, the baseball action today because we have games about to start, including at City Field, where it is opening day, and the first home game for Francisco Lindor. You're watching Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. And we will be back in just two minutes for our second hour of our show. So stay with us. Stay on the grid.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 